God's people at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. We want to talk to you today about partnering with us and the benefits of becoming a partner with our ministry with not only your prayerful support, but your financial support as well. You know, Jesus said, Give, and be given unto you, get beds of pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. We have a command of God now on the 19th of January, 2019, that the Lord visited us and said, Seal my people by my word, as the angel ascending from the east and the seal of the living God, so send I you. And we've done our best to obey that. Uh, going in podcast over 25 sites, podcast sites, as well as the website, sealinggodspeople.org. As you give, there's a ministry, there's a grace in giving, in a ministry of giving and receiving. The liberal man sinneth by the liberal things which he devises, Isaiah tells us. And it's through this liberality that moves God in this grace. It's a ministry of giving and receiving. And it's more blessed to give than to receive. We're in need. Ministers calling for us from all over the world on getting this gospel out to them. And frankly, we just don't have the finances to do it. And we're going to appeal to you. Not that we desire the monies as much as we desire fruit that will go to your account. Give and be given unto you. There's a law of giving and receiving, and it's called this grace. If we take a look over there for minister the spiritual things, Paul said it is a small thing that we reap your carnal. And Paul told the church at Rome, said the Gentiles, if they're partaker of the spiritual things, it's their duty to minister to us their carnal things. In other words, if someone is ministering the spiritual meat of the word to you at that storehouse, bring your tithes and offerings to that storehouse. Not specifically to a denomination, but to where you're getting fed. And we're going to appeal to you. We have many, many ministers and various churches under them uh, in Africa, India, uh, Nepal, Philippines, uh, we just cannot reach it here in America, Canada as well. We cannot reap. Uh, we can't get to them because of the amount of finances that it takes to do so. And we appeal to you. As we look, why should you do that? If you see in, in 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, it's talking about a grace. Now, many people know that you're saved by grace. And it's through faith whereby we're saved. And that grace works through righteousness. And it's through the Holy Ghost in this righteousness that, that Jesus came from the Father and went back to the Father. When Second Corinthians 8, I want you to hear about this grace. This grace is that uh, Greek word that speaks of Cori. It mentions it eight times in this chapter, in Second Corinthians, the eighth chapter. And moreover, brethren, Paul talking, we do you to wit of the grace 
of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. He's talking about a grace bestowed. How then in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Now remember, the liberal man standeth by the liberal things which he devises. And it's through that liberality, that that man that is a cheerful giver. We find in the book of Proverbs that he says uh, that he shall be made fat. In other words, he will prosper. We're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also in this ministry of grace, this ministration of grace. At verse 3, For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they're willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Now, we have ministers that are crying out to us in the DRC, the Congo, Tanzania, Uganda, uh, Kenya, uh, Nigeria, uh, not to count Jaipur, Andhra Pradesh, India. Uh, we have over a thousand ministers that want this word and want to follow and be a partaker of this ministry and this word. We cannot do that without your help. And it's a ministration to the saints. It's a ministry to the saints of the living God. And this they did, not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, they would also finish in you the same grace also. Notice he keeps saying that grace. Therefore, as you abound in everything in faith, utterance, knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. What grace is he talking about? It is your financial giving partaker of this altar. If you believe this word, be a partaker of the altar for whoever and whatever denomination that you give to, you're a partaker of that altar. And that is so important to understand. For where your treasure is, there's your heart also. Paul said, I meek, I speak this not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others to prove the sincerity of your love. How do you prove your love for God? It's not just saying, well, I believe that word, Brother Beard. I believe that God's doing this, and it's, it's a great word, and he's going to perfect that body of Christ, and then they're going to go all around the world preaching this gospel to all the world for a witness, and to all, and then the end will come. Witness to all nations. Well, that's fine and good. You've grown in that knowledge. You've grown in that faith. But partaker of this grace also that grace in financial giving in that ministry and be a partaker of the fruit that is non-perishable in heaven. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet he became poor, that we, through his poverty, might be rich. And he says, and herein I give my advice. For this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward uh, a year ago. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it. 
that, that there was a readiness to will that there may be a performance also out of that which you have, talking about their substance. For if there be a willing mind, it is acceptable according to that a man hath, not according to that which he has not. For I mean not that other men be eased and you be burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there be no equality that there be equality, as is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing left, but he that gathered little had no lack. This is for the ministry, ministering to those pastors, to the ministers in these foreign countries that we do not have the finances to reach. And we're doing our best. Now, not for us. We, God is supplying our needs. But for the growth of the ministry, the outreach, we need your help. And not only there in America, Canada, not only here in the West, but there also in Asia, Europe. There we see in Africa, India as well. But thanks be to God, which through the earnest care into the heart of Titus for you, for indeed he accepted the exhortation of being more forward of his own accord he went unto you, as we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches, and not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace. There's that grace again. Which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind. Avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us. Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with him our brother, and we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but how much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Whether any do inquire of Titus, he's my partner, fellow, helper concerning you. And they are messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Last verse, wherefore show ye to them and before the churches the proof of your love and are boasting on your behalf. What is that grace? That ministry of giving and receiving that you not just a partaker of the faith or the utterance or of the diligence that you abound in this grace also. What is that grace? 2 Corinthians 9 tells us, For as touching the ministering to the saints, which we're asking you to do with us at here at DBM, it is superfluous for me to write unto you. For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia and that Achaia, for many a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, you may be ready. Lest haply, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, and that we say not, you should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. 
Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, your offering, what you were going to give for the ministration of the word to the saints of God. So they can come from this babies, babes in Christ, unskillful in the word of righteousness, that we can bring them to little children that know they have the revelation of the Father, that Jesus is the Father. And then to a higher glory, to that of young men, the word of God being strong in you and overcoming the wicked one. And then finally, finally, ultimately, to that of fathers, because you've known him this from the beginning. That's the seal, the servants of God in their forehead, which God has called us to do unto the perfecting of the saints. But to the ministering of these saints, we need your help. Your your prayerful support, yes, and your financial support as well. That is the bounty. Whereof you had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. Notice how this ministry of giving and receiving works. For this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and we, he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So everything that you sow in kind, if you want to have uh, uh, brethren and have love for the brethren, then you show love. Uh, you want friends, show yourself friendly. Uh, you want to sow in kind and reap in kind. In other words, uh, if you're going to have apples, you've got to plant apple seeds. You're going to reap in that same kind that you reap. Many times we'll reap in the word, and we wonder why we sow to ourselves and reap with bags that have holes in them. Why? Because the house of God goeth without. Hey, God, the first chapter. And you, you, you reap that, but only to put it in bags that have holes in them because you have your sealed houses and the house of God goes without. We need your help for the ministering to the saints. And that's your financial support. But Paul's given us a, a truth here. If you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. Given, it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. That dry measure, when they would put it in that measure, they would press it down. Then they would shake it to make sure that you're getting a full uh, reward for what you're giving. Given, it shall be given unto you. Well, it'll be a good measure. It won't be a short measure. And this is a ministry in this grace of giving and receiving that you also abound in this grace. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart. What are you purposing in your heart? Purpose in your heart, you give with an intention. God wishes above all things that may, may prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. It depends on our soul prospering. Third John 2. So as we purposeth in our heart, not for just give like God is some kind of a slot machine, but lovingly, not covetousness, but a cheerful giver, 
knowing that this is going to abound unto our account in heaven. According as a man purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly. Somebody said, well, I have to, so I grudgingly give it. I, I don't want to, but I, would, I guess I've got to and give it. Friend, just keep it. It's not going to abound to your, your account in heaven. It's grudgingly given. You have the widow's might, the two mites. Uh, there, Jesus said at the treasury, and those that uh, were bountifully blessed in, in finances and were rich uh, gave of their, uh, their abundance. But there was a widow, and she gave of her penury, of her poverty, of her living, all she had, which was two mites. The two mites were two bronze coins, which together gave a farthing. That's equivalent of about one-third of a cent, one-third of a penny. And in other words, if you're talking in, in uh, Kenya, you're, you're talking about one-third of a, of a Kenya shilling. You're talking virtually just a penny, virtually nothing. But that's all she had. And it was on a bronze coin, and she cast it into the treasury. Jesus said, I say to you, they gave their abundance, but she gave more than they all. Why? Because it was a sacrificial giving. She gave of the love out of her heart. It was as she purposed in her heart. And that account uh, there had uh, what they called the, uh, the, the 13... Uh, altars there called the trumpets in the women's court and as she cast in the the two mites one third of a cent virtually nothing in today's money at all that Jesus said she's given more than they all because it was a sacrificial giving and that's why it is not of grudgingly or of covetousness but God loves a cheerful giver. That she gave, it was for the, the upkeep of the building, of the temple. Every man according to his purpose in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. And I feel that I have to do this. For God loveth that cheerful giver. As God is able to make all grace. What grace? As you've sown in this financial giving, God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See that you abound in this grace also. Why? Why? That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. In other words, it takes money to go down the road. Uh, we have uh, traveled and going from church to church and from location to location with a gospel tent that will seat 3,000 people in a tractor-trailer rig uh, with 53-foot boxes uh, with a Peterbilt truck, we can't just fill that up with diesel and say to the, the gasoline attendant, uh, the Lord bless you. Well, he'd say, well, the Lord will bless me, but if you don't pay uh, the money that you just put that diesel in, that truck, in the fuel tanks, then we're going to have you arrested. Well, we know that. And therefore, for us to do what we need to do, we appeal to you for the ministering of the saints, not for us. We're fine. Uh, uh, the God's taking care of our needs, uh, but for the outreach 
to the ministers that we have to go to and bring this word and the outreach of it and the expanse of it and the expense of the expanse, expanding the ministry, we need your help. It's impossible for us to do it alone. We need your prayerful support and your finances. It says there that, that as it is written, he that hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Why? Because where a man gives, that's his treasure. Where that treasure is, there's his heart also. If a man says he's with you and never gives his time or prayerful support or any finances to help, he's not with you. If he's with you, he's going to be a partaker of that altar with you. Not only in prayers, not only the faith, but also in this grace also, that ministry of giving and receiving. It says, you minister, what does it do? It ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. Increases the fruits of your righteousness? Yes. And that increases faith. That you're operating in faith. Being enriched in everything in all bountifulness which causes through us thanksgivings to God. Many thanksgivings for the administration of this service. What service? Of ministering, the, of giving and receiving. Sowing and reaping. He said also supplies not the needs but the wants of the saints. What do you want? The desire of your heart. If you diligently seek the Lord your God, He'll give you the desires of your heart, delighting yourself in the Lord Jesus. And He said, if This causes many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experience of this ministration, what ministration? Of giving and receiving. That ministry of giving and receiving, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them. They will be very grateful to you, the ministers that can and will receive the truth of this gospel, the real Jesus, and going from babes to little children, to young men, to fathers, to going on to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ because of your giving. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. That gift in this grace, what is grace? Grace is that unmerited favor. But it's through the Holy Ghost revealing itself upon your heart the ministration of the Spirit upon your heart and its outward manifestation through what you do and give for the gospel, not only in your prayer life, but in your distribution to the saints as well, and for blessed are they that send forth the feet of the ox and the ass, send forth the gospel. And that's exactly what you do. Now, if you really want to get into the perfecting of 
the saints and the living God in the last days, just as they did in the book of Acts. All that had lands, uh, houses, and possessions sold them and laid them at the apostles' feet. Somebody said, why don't we see the miracles we used to see in the book of Acts? We don't see the healings, the miracles, the blind eyes opening, the deaf mute speaking and hearing, the lame walking. We don't see that today. Yes, we do. But not as often as we'd like to. Why? Because we don't do what they did. We don't pray like they did. We don't preach as they did. Paul being a long time preaching. Eutychus fell out of the third law at Troas and was dead. Paul went over there and literally said, trouble not yourselves, raising from the dead. Went on preaching unto daylight, into the break of day. That's an all-night service, friend, in preaching. Well, we're told in seminaries you don't preach past 30 minutes or an hour because that's all that the mind can conceive and believe, which is a lie. We have to turn back to the principles of this, of the Word of God, of this gospel. And the only way we can do that is through obedience, that we have to also abound in this grace also of this ministry of giving and receiving. Now, let's take a look at Luke 12. Now, there was a rich man whose grounds brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? I know what I'll do. I'm a good businessman. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. Then I'll have much goods. And he did. And he pulled down the barns and built greater. And he said, so, eat, drink, take thine ease. For thou hast much goods stored up for many years. That night, a voice came from heaven and said, Thou fool, this night thy soul is required of thee. What was his sin? What was his transgression? So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. Oh, my goodness. Well, we can simply take a T and put us on one side and God on the other and start putting in how much you... Somebody said, well, God knows I have to eat. God knows I have bills to pay. God knows I have car payments and this and that and the other. Yes, God does know that. But you need to be rich toward God and not rich toward yourself. At age 28, many years ago, I sold out of all that I had and I gave to a minister and went on the field with this particular minister. After two years, uh, he had uh, pretty well quit the ministry or sold his tent, gospel tent, and uh, went to what he felt was the leading of God. And uh, there at that time, I left and sat down and read the word for three years. My wife went to work and paid all the bills. Uh, Thank God for my wife. During that time uh, of reading, it was actually uh, 78, 79, and 80, uh, those three years. Then I went back to work And I wanted to be a preacher at that time, uh, but the Lord said, uh, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that in the days you fail, they'll receive you into everlasting habitations. If you haven't been faithful in that which is another man's, how will God commit to your trust the true riches? And put me back into business. For three and a half years, I worked in the insurance business and ran seven states recruited over 500 agents and God blessed more than a hundredfold that I could ever think that God 
would give more than a hundredfold. It was more like a thousandfold. When I sold out back there in 1970, first part of 1977, all I gave was $600 after I had paid the bills off. All I gave was $600. And God abundantly blessed. He said, those that have sold houses, sold other possessions, left houses and lands for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold blessing in this lifetime. Now that's the only hundredfold blessing written in the word of God. A hundredfold more blessing in this lifetime with persecutions. Now you're not going to get away from persecutions. The cross will always be there. And then the life to come, life everlasting. Well, I can assure you that that meant exactly what it said. God meant it. He said it. And that settled it. He was faithful to his word. Uh, it was a thousand times more blessing than I could ever think or imagine. And then, after three and a half years, and working in 81, 82, 83, and a half of 84, then going full-time ministry at that time. Half of 84, starting that, and went full-time ministry. At that point, I sold out. And why did, why did we do it? I have a book called Sold Out that God gave us for the ministration of giving and receiving for perfection. You notice he told that rich young ruler, if you will be perfect, sell that you have and give and give to the poor. In other words, alms. And the rich man went away sorrowfully. The rich young ruler. Why? One thing thou lackest. Sell that you have and give, give to the poor. Pick up your cross and follow me. He could have been one of the 12 apostles. Jesus gave him that chance and he loved him. He didn't browbeat him. He loved him. But because he had much riches, he went away sorrowful. Jesus said, How hardly shall those that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? His disciples were astonished that who then can be saved? Jesus said, with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Because they're put their trust in riches. And if riches increase, don't set your heart upon them. For the lust of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. That lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes. And the world passeth away in the lust thereof, but whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. You cannot serve God in mammon. And mammon is money. If you take a look at Luke 12, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. And then he says in here in Luke 12, in verse uh, uh, 20, we'll look at verse 33. We'll start there. Sell that you have. Oh my goodness. You can't be kidding. You've got to be kidding. You can't be for real. Sell that you have and give alms, alms deeds, offerings. Provide for yourselves bags which are not old, which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approaches, neither moth corrupteth, 
Next verse. For where your treasure is, there what is will be your heart also. Where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. It wasn't a suggestion. He said, sell that you have. We find in the book of Acts, the fourth chapter, they sold everything they had. Look at Acts 4.34. All that had possession sold them. Well, if you will be perfect, what, what does he say? Except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Now, are you telling me there that I have to sell out? No, Brother Beard's not saying that. I'm saying you don't do anything unless you know that you've heard from God. That you know that you know. Because that is a major, major step. It will change your life. You will go into the wilderness at that point. And during that time, he will, he will test your mettle to see what you're made of. Whether you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. So therefore, but there will be a people in the last days that will be for the work of the ministry that as they did in the former reign, sold their possessions, they'll have lands and houses and all their possessions and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they had distribution to every man as he had need. There was a one mind, one accord speaking the same things to lift up the gospel of Jesus Christ above all things. And a person should not do that unless they know that they know that God is speaking to them to sell everything they've got. Have you done it, Brother Beard? Yes, I have. And uh, there, again, after uh, 84, uh, being in business 80 years, 81, 1981, 82, 83, and half of 84, sold out again. Quite a bit more. And literally left for the field 100% full-time. Well, has it been easy? Of course not. There's a cross. But God has been faithful, I can assure you. And you will save a hundredfold more in this lifetime and the life to come, life everlasting. And that is along with persecutions. Where your treasure is, there's your heart also. It's for the perfecting of the saints. Except a man forsaketh all that he had, he cannot be my disciple. If a man seek to save his life, he'll lose it. If he loses his life for the gospel's sake, the same shall find it. All we're asking here is if you've been blessed by this word, if you believe this word, if you believe it's more than just a repentance and, and asking Jesus to come into your heart, and you believe there's more for you in the body of Christ, you've been blessed and you want to be a partaker with us in this altar and the blessings of it, and I can assure you, God will bless you in that righteousness sake, for his name's sake, as you deal your bread out for the saints of God that are crying out for this word and they're coming out of denominations asking to come and be fed of this word and we need your help. If this, we're asking for you to help financially. Doesn't have to be everything you've got. Doesn't have to be large or small. Just whatever God deals with you. And as you purpose it in your heart, give and give to us and I can assure you the Lord Jesus will bless you for righteousness sake that will bear fruit there in heaven for you where moth and rust are not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal and where your treasure is there's your heart also we appeal to you we have ministers that are crying out we're doing all we can 
uh, when we've uh, we've had large offerings given to us. Uh, we've had over a hundred and uh, uh, something thousand dollars given to us that goes right into the gospel. We don't hold on to that. We don't set it at a bank and and say now let's uh, distribute a little here there. We go one hundred percent for the gospel. We put over a million dollars there through the gospel of Jesus Christ to Africa alone in Ghana and Kenya, uh, representing about nine nations in Africa. Uh, Jesus only training centers we need right here, right now. Uh, we've been asked to set a school uh, training center up uh, there for the ministers. And we, we have a desire, a will to do it. But here again, it takes finances. Of course, nothing's too hard for God. And whatsoever that you believe and uh, uh, think and you receive by faith, you shall have those things. The man think it's so easy. And we believe that. And all things are possible with God. But we need your help. And we know that God will bless you. We have, through these podcasts now, over 25 different podcast sites. We have a website now at www.sealinggodspeople.org. Also at dennisbeard.org. You can contact us. We would love to meet you one-on-one. Show you the ministers that are crying out for this gospel. And they're in denominations. They want to come out. Uh, that they're going to have to have leadership to do it. And of course, on our end, it takes finances to go. And we, we go there. We have made trips to Africa since 2012, as many as four trips in one year, uh, with the ministers carrying as many as 18 uh, in our DBM team uh, for the ministry. So we need your help. Pray about it. And we ask for your prayerful, prayerful support and in uh, this grace, that you abound in this grace also, in this ministry of giving and receiving. And I look forward to meeting you, to hearing from you. Again, this is Dennis Beard, Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org. Until the next time, let us hear from you. I look forward to hearing from you as we team together and being partakers of this altar for our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus bless you.